The following podcast may be explicit. Shedcast presents Adventures from the Shed, a tabletop RPG podcast. You can find us online at adventuresfromtheshed.com. Welcome once again to our gaming table in the shed as Mickey, JJ, Kurt, Mike, and Joe close out this chapter of our Dungeon World campaign, Perils of Perindice. Listen in and see how the drama unfolds. Enjoy the podcast. Hi, and welcome back to Adventures from the Shed here in the Shed. And of course, you can find us online at adventuresfromtheshed.com. We are continuing our Dungeon World campaign, which we call the Perils of Perindice. Uh Find us, of course, online, iTunes, uh, Twitter, Facebook, Stitcher Radio, Google Community, and we're going to go around the table and say hi, starting with Mike. <gasps> this is Mike um, playing Snickle Fritz Bombus, Fritzy the Wizard. Uh, what will happen? The the whole story is coming to a conclusion. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Who's after you, Mike? And it's Kurt. Hey, this is Kurt. I'm playing Shadrock the Druid, and I love Charmed Person Donuts. Awesome donuts. JJ here, playing uh, Strong Dawn the Barbarian. I haven't been talking much lately, but uh, we're going to change that this episode. That's right. Why are you doing your men's warehouse voice? Nice. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to like the way you look. Uh, I guarantee it. I guarantee it. Hi, everyone. This is Mickey. I'm playing Demaya, no last name. The thief. Her <laughs> last name is no last name. <laughs> it's all one word. And I am Joe, the Game Master for this Dungeon World campaign. We're going to get a quick recap of our last session from none other than JJ. From I did Men's promise. Uh, so last session we began with the uh, grabbing papers from the inn and meeting up with Lady Belinda at Melanie's Pastries. And we had many delicious pastries there. Many, many. Gave her the papers and convinced her that this was evidence in order to... Um, Frame the king, or at least expose the king. And uh, speaking of framing, we're going to frame Lady Felicity. And, you know, being a slumlord, we're not really, you know, no disheartened by it. Yeah. Uh, and with that, we actually have evidence to exonerate her so that when the king, in a fit of rage, goes to slay her, we will catch him red-handed. And uh, toward the end of that last episode, we actually found out that the Maya knows Jean intimately. Not intimately. Well, she and tried to know him. She intimately. tried to know him intimately. Uh, and Jean is the king's nephew. Mm-hmm. And Jean is the king's nephew. And Jean is Lady Belinda's contact. And Jean is the linchpin to this whole thing. Lynchine better not die. Yeah, that, you know, that would probably be bad. That would. Why are you giving him ideas? Wait, what? All right, so make a roll, and let's see if Gene dies. Okay. Um, <laughs> roll, roll for Gene's death. <laughs> roll, roll one d oh, oh, Gene's so dead. Jenny, oh, my God. <laughs> I, roll, I rolled right. a three on a duty six. Right. So considering that I didn't have any idea what was going to happen, um, Gene will live for now. Okay. Uh, so we're going to pick it back up. We are now hitting the next day. So we left off with... <laughs> Kurt is so lost. <laughs> I, I looked at my chest for two seconds and just died. Welcome to the table, Kurt. We're only three minutes and 11 seconds in. How is Gene dying? <laughs> oh, my gosh. So let's skip over that part. So everybody else understands what happened to Gene. We'll let Kurt off in the, in the flying in the breeze for now, uh, avoiding urinating on my dog. Um, we're going to pick this back up. As we left off, um, Chancellor Belinda had told you that it would be 10 a.m. on Bay this back. day. He wants salt. And the, uh, the, the plan is in effect, and authorities will show up at uh, the, the Georgette Realty Office uh, at 10 o'clock. So let's say it is about 9.30. You guys were talking about a stakeout. What are you doing? Eating donuts. Eating donuts. Well, I mean, is the donut place near... Oh, I guess we brought donuts with us to <laughs> to look across the yeah. street at her her uh, getting busted. Okay. And hopefully we have a bunch of um, Lady Belinda's people in the right places to get the evidence they need to stick it to the king. Stick it to the king. Stick it to the man. Including some impartial witnesses. 
Okay. Uh, who would you pick as like impartial witnesses? Because you guys are part of setting this whole thing up. Wasn't it? I mean, they're acting on you guys' right. information. Wasn't it Martin Luther Kingsbury? Yeah. Right. right. We may have talked about this offline, but we want to have a priest yeah. or someone who would have be a respected moral figure in the community. Who can yeah, Father the Martin is there. Father, Father Martin, Martin Luther. Luther. Exactly. Father Martin Luther Kingsbury. Martin Luther Kingsbury. Uh, he is there. Um, he is actually Patreon. considered a reverend here. Um, mm. <laughs> the reverend king. And, and he's also a doctor. He is also mm-hmm. a doctor. Yes. Maybe a matriarch. Wow. <laughs> and that guy has been to all the schools. <laughs> he, is, he, uh, he is Father Reverend Dr. Martin Luther Kingsbury. <coughs> and yes, he is well trusted in the community. Um, he is one of the people actually fighting against the slumlords uh, in the area. Ooh. So he is trusted by the citizens. Um, and yes, so uh, as far as you are aware, you can't see them unless somebody is specifically trying to find them. Um, as far as you are aware, Lady uh, uh, Chancellor Belinda has said that she has staked out some of her people, uh, specifically Red Hand people, to make sure that nothing bad happens. Uh, and close to 10 a.m., uh, the king himself, as well as uh, Simon and Jean and several other knights, are approaching uh, the Georgette Realty office. Uh, they, they arrive in a, uh, a carriage and several horses. They dismount, and they walk towards the front of the office. There's some angry music playing. Yeah, there is indeed some angry music. Um, think of, yeah, it's either that. I was actually thinking the Darth Vader theme music, that kind of thing. The Imperial March. And he kicks in the door. Simon kicks in the door. And you hear lots of shouting. What are you guys doing? You're across the street, and you can't see what's going on inside. Um, you can see what happened outside, but once, they're stepped, once they've stepped inside, you heard a lot of shouting. The door slammed shut, and there are two knights standing guard outside. And uh, Simon, uh, the king, Glorin, and Jean went inside. Um, as they go inside, I'm like... If there's a crowd around, I want to be sort of hollering in a way that it, they don't know that it's me. That I go, "Hey, the king! It looks like the king's attacking that lady." <laughs> so I hopefully get a get a good crowd going. That's going to be a shop. defy danger with charisma. It sounds like you're trying to convince people <laughs> with your three. God. That's not going to do it. That's a five. Yeah. Um. So. People just kind of look at the guy attempting to throw his voice and wonder what the heck he's talking about. Inside, the uh, shouting seems to have subsided. And shortly after, the uh, king walks out and he and Simon walk out, but Gene does not come back out. Gene Roddenberry? Gene Roddenberry did not come back out. And the king and Simon and the other two knights go back to their carriage and horses and they're ready to leave. What the hell? So what happened? That's the hell. <laughs> Can I... What happened? Like, I'm going to yell, what happened? What's going on here? What happened? Um, the uh, Reverend Dr. Father Martin Luther Kingsbury says, Good gracious, the slum lord got her comeuppance. But she... What comeuppance? I don't understand. Why was she attacked? I don't know. Apparently she did something against the king. Your Majesty, why was she attacked? Is oh, that what you do? the king's leaving. He's not paying no! attention to anybody. Gosh, darn it. Unless you accost him. Convicts, so. huh? We're yeah. also sort of convicts. Yeah, unless you yeah, walk up to the king and his knights who are wanting to arrest you. No, they still want us. I figure you're, you're doing this as they leave. This is about the time that we need Belinda to show up. Hey. And uh, maybe step in front of the carriage to get, get the... Uh, How do you get Belinda to show up? Wasn't she supposed to? It wasn't there. by. Uh, it's not by it rolling was, a three. I'll tell you that. Hopefully, it was part of the plan that she was going to show up. At it the was same indeed time. part of the plan. But she's not there right now. I mean, she's not outside. You Where the hell is her. she? This is falling apart. How so? So what happened? We need to find. What are you out? doing? So the king's riding away with the knights now. 
And there's uh, several people, including the uh, Dr. Reverend Father Martin Luther Kingsbury, um, outside. And they're kind of like all looking in the windows, but not daring to go inside. I want to go find out what happened to Gene. Okay, so you're going to go in? I am. Um, inside, uh, the place, it, it looks like a couple of tables were overturned. There's a bunch of papers about the floor, but there's nobody in the office. Where's Gene? Where oh, where's they? the woman, too? Can I fig- Are you figure all out going in? Go where they went. Uh, give me a discern realities roll. If nobody else is there, nobody else got this uh, opportunity. Nine. A nine. That's not bad. <coughs> so on a nine, you get to ask me, I think it's one of those questions. Is that right? Nine. Yes. Ask one question. Is anyone who's in the house get to do this? Uh, so far, Strong Dawn's the only one that said he was going right in to, to find Gene. Oh. Is anybody I, else going? I would, be, I would be going in. Okay. So let's see what Strong Dawn figures out first. So I just want to use the advanced move. What here is weak or vulnerable? <laughs> There's nothing in there. So There's nothing in here? Yeah, that, oh, that okay. doesn't help. Me, um, uh, yeah, go ahead with uh, the discern realities. You get to ask one of those questions. What happened here recently? Okay. So from what you can see, um, there is a a few drops of blood that lead to a door in the back. And that door is currently shut. All right, follow it. So chances are some kind of attack happened here recently. Um, now, is anybody else going in there? Are we treating this as a party? Yeah, I, I guess I'll follow him in there. I mean, there's no reason to, f- I don't think, to follow the king right now. Okay. Um, particularly given that he would like to arrest us. Closer. Put your mic closer. Thank you. Um, so I'm following in. So do I get to roll a discerned reality? Or? Uh, you got to tell me what you're doing. So he specifically went in and was trying to look around to see what happened here. Well, okay. so he rolled that. That was a discerned reality. Right. So I would now, care. when you, if you're walking in right after Strong Dawn, he's walking towards the back door. Are you going to follow him? I or point out the blood that's around? on the ground. Yeah. I, I would follow right. him. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I would stay outside and kind of scope it out. I want to see who, okay. who's hanging out, who's kind of staying behind. Oh, well then, I want to have a Defy Danger with Intelligence. Sorry. You're all being smarmy and smarty and not quite. Make sure you mark an experience. Um, As far as you can tell, (laughs) it's it's just the civilians hanging around uh, wondering what the heck just happened here. And the general consensus is um, the king just brought justice to someone. No, that's not what happened. <coughs> Dimwitted um, fools. So opening that door into the back, it looks like um, whoever went through here uh, just followed going the same thing with what happened here recently. So uh, whoever came in here probably attacked somebody. There's that, that, that small trail of blood droplets, and they lead through the back of the um, the realty office to the doorway that leads out to the back of the building. Keep following. Um, yeah. It goes out into the street, and at that point, the trail looks like it. it there, you don't know which direction it would go. There's no more droplets. That you're now out on. Can the you track this blood? So, I was gonna say, is, mm-hmm. uh, I, do I need to change form? Bloodhound, man, bloodhound. Closer. All right. I want to try to. What do you tra- want to do? Shapeshift into a bloodhound to try the blood it. trail. Come on, can someone roll something over a five? No, you cannot. Six plus three is nine. <laughs> this is over five. Um, so you get all right, holds. so you get two holds, yeah? So if you are doing this for the point of tracking, you would use one hold up immediately. And you know that the trail leads right to the beginning of some um, uh, horse footprints. And then the ho- whoever it was got on a horse and took off quickly. Okay. And as you go out the back door, as soon as you transform into the Bloodhound, you get the trail. The three of you see um, the king's carriage as well as the, the knights on horses uh, galloping quickly in the same direction that the trail leads. So by what you can tell, they're probably chasing, giving chase. All right. Let's, uh, let's deal with that. Giving chase as well. Okay. Uh, You'll be on foot. Um, You know, especially Shadrach, that um, on foot, 
you're not going to be able to keep up with galloping horses. I was just going to say, <clears> if I am clear of the trail, which seems yeah. like it's where the horses are going, yeah. can I revert and then convert well, to a hawk or an eagle? Or Oh, yeah. I mean, if you're going to change form to especially like scout from above, yeah. You wouldn't be able to follow the scent trail, but you can follow them visually yeah, at that so, point. So right. that's what I'm going to try. All right. Let's see if you can hawk it up. Five, eight. All right. Same thing. So you have two holds. And if you do that, you transform into a hawk. What's it look like? You, you go from a dog to a hawk. <laughs> yeah. It's a very odd, uh, ungraceful transformation. But okay. that, it is what it is. I'm just trying to get follow them as quickly as I can. Okay, so you fly up into the air, and it looks like you, you catch just a final glimpse of um, a horse with uh, two people on it. They dismount from the horse quickly and go into, like, a side alley. And the, 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 one of the people, um, uh, it's a man, uh, and you recognize him as the one who sat at the table with you guys for your soup. Um, he slaps the horse to have it keep galloping, and then moments later, the the king and his retinue turn the corner and follow that horse down the street. And the so other, the two got off the horse and went and went down like a little um, a side alley type of thing. Was it a man, namely Jean, and a woman? Yes. Your keen hawk eyes, which use up a hold for this, um, give you that information. All right, so I... As he's flying, I want to be sort of trying to, to run down the street and, and like keep an eye on the eye uh, on yeah. the hawk. And yourself, so Fritzy and Strong Don are able to do that. You'll be like a block behind yeah. the, well, the run. And I'm uh, a human now because I only had two holds, so okay. I revert back to okay. And you fall from this guy. And you fall exactly. <laughs> but you did it on purpose, which right. means it's a grace. Or you'll probably descending and do some kind of cool somersault or something, right? Right. Demaya. Nothing new happening at the scene of the crime. <laughs> and no one shows yeah. up. And, and, and no one shows up. Or it anything? seems like the people are just starting to disperse because there's, I mean, there, there's no people here. There's no apparent crime. Uh, it looks like somebody went in and messed up the, the office and now there's nobody there. So they're dispersing? They're starting to. I mean, Martin Luther Kingsbury, Dr. Reverend Jr. is... Um, uh, out on the street uh, preaching about how um, you know the slumlord got her comeuppance and uh, the king has brought justice once again. All right, I need Man, a soapbox. A peaceful person. Seriously, I need a soapbox. You fools! Just, so just because so the king can come and take you from your homes at any reason without any proof, just because he says that you're bad, what's keeping him from going after you or you or even you? Is this what you're going to do? You're just going to lay down and let him do whatever he wants? Defy danger with charisma. <sighs> Damn it. <laughs> Don't say that. I mean, this charisma's is a good, good for you. Yeah. Ooh. What you got? Give That's a, a nine. A nine. <clears throat> you have half of the crowd listening to you, and the other half are listening to him. Essentially, you're telling them that the king is taking from them, and... and uh, Kingsbury, Martin Luther Kingsbury, is telling them that the king has deposed their slumlord and hopefully somebody better will take the slumlord's place. What so evidence kind do of we have of there. Okay. So I need to change it. What evidence did, did we have? How, when did this become the king's rule? When did we change to a tyranny? What happened yeah. to justice? What happened what to happened? Oh, what happened nice. to justice? What happened to courts? What happened to evidence? We have nice. rights. Alright, give me one more roll. And because uh, this is going this is good. I like it. Damn it. <laughs> Six. We are all going to be outlaws very soon. Uh, very soon. Um God. So clearly the people who have gathered are people who were suffering at the hands of the slumlord. And their rent kept going up and up. Wait, 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 wait. Uh -oh. When I spout lore or discern realities about criminal activities, I get a plus one. You know what? We could do that because of the way you're saying it. We could treat it as a spout lore. So that's seven. Sure. Let's do that. Um, it, it's still kind of along the same road. However, there are more people who are listening to you. And... Uh, a Dr. Martin, Martin Revlin Kingsbury Luther is uh, realizing that he is starting to lose the tide 
and he uh, he steps down from his soapbox and says, justice was served here today, and he starts to walk off. Dr. Luther, Reverend King. Martin, Father. Father, King's person. Buried, dude. Is that it? We're just going to walk away? Don't you want to see if justice is truly served? What's preventing the king from just replacing this slum warlord with someone who's... Who he chooses. Lummier and lordier. <laughs> Don't you want to ensure that true justice is served and that this wasn't all a ruse? A ruse. A, ruse. a clever attempt to trick me. Um, let's, let's take from there you guys who have now all met up at the area where <laughs> the, the rider and the female had dismounted. Um, and for the sake of brevity, we'll say it was Jean, because that's who it was. And um, the female dismounted, and they went uh, down this alley, and they are down um, maybe 20 feet in the alley, and he seems to be tending to her wounds. That's where this you are. This is Lady Felicity. It is. It is indeed Lady Felicity Georgette. And she's still, like, muttering almost incoherently, I don't understand. What, why did the king do this? I'm a loyal soldier. I still had the uh, magical bandages from uh, the monastery. I want to use one on her. Oh, cool. Okay. You do that. And uh, Jean recognizes um, Fritzy and Shadrock. Uh, and he, he says, welcome. I, I, I trust that the Chancellor has guided you here. Actually, a hawk guided us here. But, uh, <laughs> Funny story. By but, a hawk, uh, he means me. We're, uh, <laughs> we're here to help. Uh, what happened? What happened, lady? Uh, whatever Close your name Chad. is. Georgette. The king, the king busted in and said that I was guilty of funding the, the red hand. And then, and then he had Simon stab me. That and and Gene grabbed me and ran. He's my savior. That that king, he is beyond. That is terrible. We need to tell people. Yes. Yeah. May, maybe. I don't know. I don't, you don't know. I don't want to die. Get I don't her. want the king to come back for me. The only way you're going to save yourself is by. Uh, Killing yourself. Enamoring yourself to the people. Is there a sale at Men's Warehouse? <laughs> 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 All right, so who is... Well, your man died, so I don't think so. <laughs> who, um, who is trying to convince her to tell her story? I, guess I, I mean, am. it sounds like you guys Definitely. both are. Yeah. So let's do this. Um, I mean, you guys pick. Who's got the... Who's got the stat to do the roll and somebody I will else aid, aid him? There you go. Let's do that. So roll the aid roll first. I'm going to use my Fritz is puny and foolish, but amusing to me. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. So you get a plus one to your roll. Let's see what you got. And it is a success. Wow. A resounding 11 success. All right, Fritzy, you get a plus one to your plus two. Charisma roll. Good thing. All right. So that's an eight. <laughs> okay. So at this point, um, to your good fortune, Gene corroborates you know, with you, or, or collaborates with you is probably a better way to put it. Um, and he, he also is telling her that, that she should speak up, that uh, this is a terrible injustice. He's so happy he could save her life. And um, he, he asks you guys to... Bring her quickly to Lady Belinda so he can give chase to the king. I mean, Lady Belinda was supposed to be here. Where is Lady Belinda? Um, uh, Jean says, unfortunately, because of your role of a three, she couldn't make it on time. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All I was doing is shouting in the she street. Would, I don't she, see how that makes her <laughs> late. She makes was, her tardy. <laughs> she, was, she was on her way here. Unfortunately, she had been detained at the council early this morning. Okay. Um, and she she may be she still may be here any moment. Was she I having mean, a bad hair day? At this point, day? if this all happened at ten, you're at like ten oh six. You know, the just minutes have passed by. And yes, it could have been a bad hair day. She could have been still trying to get the powder out of the pores <laughs> of her face. <laughs> Shouldn't um, mess with me. Yeah. So so Jean, yeah. So at, at 
Do you agree to take her to Belinda? Absolutely. As soon yeah. as you do that, Gene, t- you know, turns and runs out of the alley. All right. So I'm going to go with Gene. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, I guess we'll I'll walk her up this street and uh, kind of back to where you started. Yeah, because I guess that's where I I think that Lady Belinda would show up. <laughs> and at, at that point, we'll switch the the scene back. And Lady uh, Chancellor Belinda shows up and helps you, uh, Demaya, in um, talking... Uh, fomenting unrest. Yeah. <laughs> well, unfomenting. The unrest was there. She's trying to restore rest. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Martin Luther was doing the unrest. He's trying to get the people all up in arms about uh, the slumlord. Well... Chancellor Belinda sides with you, and essentially the, the end result is uh, Dr. Reverend Martin Luther Kingsbury is um, uh, kind of done. He's all set, and he walks off, and he has a few people follow him, but the majority of the people stay behind. They listen to Chancellor Belinda, who's echoing your statements of there needs to be justice, what the heck happened here, and at that point, that's when... It would be Shadrach, Fritzy, and a lady, Felicity Georgette, show up. I'm just like walking her up with her, my arm under, holding her up. Yep. I'm like, I found her. She, she was. She just got away. That the, the king attacked her. See, this is this is the tyranny that we live under. Kings can just come in our homes and attack us. Um. So, uh, Belinda. It's a, the chancellor is kind of, she's on your side, but she clearly in public can't speak directly against the king because, you know, she's number two in the government. Uh, so it, it's a lot of just looking at you and nodding, but not necessarily speaking out in front of the people to agree that the king, you know, did anything wrong, just so you know. And I'm encouraging Lady Felicity to tell her story in front of the group of people so okay. that they could hear it directly from her. So now this is the point where I'll need you to make another roll because you had, you got, yeah, you got to that point where she was convinced that she could go with you and, and Jean said to bring her along and... Uh, eight. An eight. Wow, my dice are terrible. <laughs> um, so she, she nods at you reluctantly and she kind of tells a couple of the people she knows in the crowd. She tries to pick out because some of these people are the ones that feel like she's been taking advantage of them. So she doesn't talk to them directly, uh, you know, the slum residents. And she talks to others that are there in the crowd of about, you know, 30, 40 people. Uh, and she tells them that, uh, look, the, the, the king did just come into my business. And he said I was conspiring with something about a red hand and that I was funding some group to kill him. And I don't, I don't understand. And... and you know, people are coming up to her and starting to console her. Seems like maybe friends or, or people she knows. Rich friends. Semi. Nobody quite as rich as her, but maybe people who just want to be her friends because she is rich. And were you conspiring, Lady no. Georgette? No, and all of my all of my documents are gone. I couldn't I couldn't show him anything. And she starts weeping almost uncontrollably. Your again. documents were gone. Where were they, Lady Georgette? <laughs> Everything was in the office, in the safe, and it's all gone. All gone. <laughs> You're right. You need a drink. Um, <laughs> yeah, she needs a drink, all right. All right, so how do we produce the documents now? Well, I mean... I happen to be carrying them. I happen to have them in my pocket here. You could... Go into an alley nearby and like say, "Change into I, I found this book. It was in the garbage. <laughs> it looks like they they swiped it through. That's not suspicious. Rub a banana peel on it first or something. So how can your your books were gone? Did you check your office thoroughly? Was it broken into? They're, they're, it's just gone. When he came in and he said that we were. That we were going to be tried for treason. I tried to get the books, and there was nothing there. It was empty. Well, obviously there's some foul business afoot. Everyone, spread out. Let's look for these books. Yeah, that's it. Eh? There you go. <laughs> 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 so how are you going to handle it? 
Spread out! Let's look for these books! So I need to slide them in, like, behind, like, the garbage... Like, the rubbish bin. <laughs> so right. someone Are else you finds British? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. The rubbish bin? Rubbish. So the garbage to bin? Tobias as British. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you, growing up in Massachusetts, we use the word rubbish. It's rubbish. That's absolutely rubbish. It is. All right, so that sounds like the thief move, um, and, and we're going to call that kind of, I'd say it's a reverse of a um, pickpocket, so we're going to use that, uh, the tricks of the trade. Let's see what you got. It's kind of a sleight of hand thing, right? Damn. So you, um, you slide them into a spot where... She slides them into Felicity's <laughs> ass crack. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, <laughs> they... <laughs> And she says, apparently they were in my rectum. <laughs> I mean, with a roll of 14, I mean, come on now. <laughs> Was anyone aiding her? Does anyone else want to pull them out of a sphincter? <laughs> no? Uh, her so you, are anal you find a spot. <laughs> you find a spot near the safe that they would not have uncovered, and you kind of uh, stealthily put them there. There's Ooh, no yawning me. in shed. What's that? There's no yawning in the show. Oh, I yawn like 50 times every episode. <laughs> I'm all over the yawning. Um, I'm sorry. Uh, and, and because you're so smart, you realize, uh, and you did this so well, you realize you should not be the one to find them. Obviously. <laughs> Who does? Uh, she says, fan out and look for them. Martin Luther Kingsbury. Oh, yeah? Yes. I'll buy it. <laughs> yeah. So he, he joins in the search, and he, and he himself finds them. And he says, hallelujah, I found the books. <laughs> <laughs> He's a That's racist. Yep. <laughs> what? Hallelujah is not a race. <laughs> That's <laughs> racist. <laughs> He's what race is hallelujah? <laughs> hallelujah. It's okay. <laughs> we have been overcome by the vapors. <laughs> so he finds them and he, and, and he hands things over to um, Lady Felicity. Chancellor Belinda is there. And <coughs> it starts a big, I'll use the word, hubbub amongst the crowd. And there's a lot of, look, she was telling the truth. What was the king doing here? And, um, <coughs> and the, the crowd starts to chant things like, we demand justice. Down with the king. Justice. Blah, blah. Justice. Let, let's ensue. Let's yeah. ride it Everyone up. Everyone chant. Yeah. Yeah. And I, he can't we say the, he can't say I the H word again. failed. <laughs> Yeah, uh, Martin Luther Kingsbury can't say the H word of it again because apparently that's racist. So he's just gonna say you can't say hullabaloo. He's gonna say he's just gonna say golly, that was fun. And um, <laughs> he's golly, he, Mister. He will lead the people along with anyone who uh, decides to go uh, towards the um, towards the the castle, the keep, uh, where the king can be found, typically. Um, and Chancellor Belinda and um, a couple of people that you recognize, like uh, a Ro- Roland, was it Roland? The Onion Man? Robard. Robard, the Onion Man, a- and a couple other people you recognize from Red Hand Dealings. She hangs back with them while the crowd moves on. Why are you hanging out there, Belinda? Uh, they, she doesn't want to be... Uh, she had talked to you before. She doesn't want to be the face of the rebellion against the king. She has never wanted to be. She's more suited, with, more than con- content to with be that. To be a snake. A snake in the grass. <laughs> you could say that. I think. So are we all going? Time. We're all going with a crowd? I want to stay back, though. I'm already with Gene. Yeah, yeah you're with Gene. Okay. So I, well, I wanna... Gene went off to chase the, the, game, the other yeah. guys. So... We'll, 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 let's go there for a minute. Um, so Strong Dawn and Gene uh, eventually catch up with, uh, right outside the keep, <coughs> excuse me, the king and the knights, they find the abandoned horse who just ran back home, um, and it's standing at the gates. And, and when they arrive there, of course, Gene um, and, and um, Lady Felicity Georgette were not on the horse when they finally caught up. Yep. And... Um, uh, the king, uh, you hear, just as you're approaching, you hear the king shout to uh, Simon, um, uh, we need to get into the keep and take care of this business. And they they dismount 
and uh, Simon's riding a horse, the king's in the carriage. They, they dismount, and with the other knight, they go uh, inside. Uh, just as, again, as you're arriving in earshot, maybe 20, 30 feet away. Uh, Gene just keeps running right up, and uh, the, the gate is closed and locked, and he's just banging on the gate. Uh, for fame and conquest? <laughs> he, he says Aww. with authority. Yes. Can I flying drop kick? The Shit, yeah, dog. I see if I can destroy this thing. Go for it. Shit, yeah, dog. This is dog. <laughs> Into the castle? I'm sorry, was that racist too? Damn it. No, that was... Hallelujah, shit, yeah, dog. <laughs> <laughs> That's the episode. You're the man now, dog. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I see. Uh, I mean, they, they probably don't have it barred yet. We'll find out. <gasps> What's the number? It's, it's an 11. 11? Okay. And the 8 is higher than the D6. Okay. So 11 is more than 10. So 10 plus is a success. You kick the gate hard enough <coughs> that the locking mechanism that was on it uh, splits a couple of screws going in opposing directions and the gate swings open inwards when normally it swings open outwards. <laughs> you broke it. Yeah. Yes. So you you um, you undo the gate. You hyperextend the gate. <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, it swings inwards. Uh, after you, Gene. Gene, Gene rushes in. Uh, you go in after him and... Um, the most of the knights seem to kind of spread... Uh, and so there are some knights in there, and they, they spread to the sides. They, they split. They part. You, you've parted the sea of red knights. And, um, Very nice. Yeah, there you go. Uh, and you guys just run through the middle, and you're, you're going to be meeting up with uh, the king and Simon shortly. The, the throng of people seems to get larger and larger as you head towards the keep, and it's just a general uh, a swell of... People shouting, you know, down with the king, down with tyranny, no more high taxes, and um, uh, uh, shouts. No, we won't go. There you go. (laughs) Hell no, we won't pay. Shouts in in, um, shouts in defense of the lady uh, Felicity Georgette, um, who was uh, accosted by the king and. At least according to her story and everyone's corroboration. Lady Felicity's a saint. <laughs> ah, there you go. <laughs> um, <coughs> should I make you roll again? Yes. Sure. Go yes. for it. Go for it. Let's see if you can get that in there. Yes. <laughs> All right. The only success. And yes. So the crowd, the crowd starts to go in with that, and um, you know, there um, a chance of you know Felicity for president, and, you know, oh, stuff Jesus. like that, right? Oh, so it just it, th- it's a bit, it's a mob scene. The people are just getting all crazy about uh, the king's all messed up. And these are a lot of the people that have joined in. Again, you're starting on the west side of town. This is where uh, the poor people are that have been the the the, mo- the worst affected by the king. Um, and so as you get up to the keep, that the whole crowd is there inside the keep where Strong Dawn is uh, now with Gene and the king. Um, the king is kind of frantic inside, and. Uh, He's he's shouting at Gene. He's like, "You'll never get the throne ever." Mm. Okay, what are you doing? <laughs> you done messed up now, boy. <laughs> <laughs> you got a pretty mouth. <laughs> and, and you know, Gene's tell, Gene says back to him, "I never wanted it. It's just your ways that are going to make me have it." Yeah. I, I don't know do. what to say there. Bring the um, pain. <laughs> I'm not good with subterfuge. I, I'm not. Yeah. Kill not, you now. Oh uh, yeah. It's. Uh, is um. Can anybody it, hear this, or is it just them? The, the, the just crowd. Us, you are us. lost in the sound of the crowd. Um. Depending d- on it, what d- is the din. Is is the it's din coming? Of the crowd. It's like coming. Behind, I can hear. It. There are hundreds of people shouting in the streets, and they were a couple of minutes behind you. So, in so the yeah, time I mean, that if, this if confrontation hear, if is I can hear that, yeah. I'll play off that. Like, uh, you know, do you hear that? That's your demise. Demaya? Demise. <laughs> um, and Demaya. <laughs> and the, the king just looks frantic. He's like, there's, there's no way. The people follow me. No. This isn't happening. No. Well, actually, the people are following you. You came this way, and now they're coming this way, too. <laughs> He's the bulb. <laughs> He's like the appliance bulb. <laughs> Um, 
So after after a, a minute or so of the standoff, uh, we can say that if you guys want to get in there to, to be in that I'm gonna tell scene, them to lay down arms. Your only hope is to lay down arms, and um, he will. He will take the uh, the dagger, which still has blood stains on it, and set it on the ground. Simon too. Um, Simon uh, has his sword in hand, like he was going to defend the king the whole time, and he's still there doing that. I, Simon too. I'm telling him, Simon, you're jumping your sword too. He's like, no, I serve my king. Traitors. You either drop the sword or I take it from you. You can try. Barbarian. I want to do it. Okay. What are you going to do? I'm going to take the sword from him. How do you want to do it? Hack and slash. So I'm you're going, going to, to, I'm going to, you're going to disarm I'm going to, him. I'm going to attack him. <laughs> okay. So you are doing this with the intent of knocking his sword down or just flat out hit him hard? Depends on how well I roll. <laughs> I want to know before you roll. The reason, reason being, the reason being <coughs> is, oh, wait, no. That's not yet. I don't have that move yet. Uh, that move. All right. Um, yeah, just, just disarm him. I'm going okay. to try to hit the, uh, the sword like right at the cross hilt okay. and cause that horrendous vibration. Ow. You, know, you, ever, you ever played baseball and that yeah. happened? Yeah, I want to do that. It's horrible with an aluminum bat. Oh, gosh, yeah. Yeah, that's a 12. Okay, roll some damage. Let's see how, how much you might hurt him. Five. Okay. Um, and, and all the knights, including the advisor, are wearing some form of armor. So e- even as a non-fighting knight, so to speak, he does have on some hard leather armor, however. Um, your hit disarms him, and you can, you can hear, and um, this would be the time where others are approaching. You actually can hear from that, that distance of about 30 feet or so, you hear almost all of the bones in his hand and forearm shatter as Strong Dawn just beats the living crap out of his sword, uh, knocks it to the ground where it clangs um, very loudly, uh, he shrieks, and uh, the king falls to his knees. For fame and glory, bitches. Bitches. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Um, and at that point, uh, it's kind of a, a relatively easy wrap-up, not to be too anticlimactic, but um, the king will instead get his comeuppance rather than the slumlord. Um, Lady Felicity Georgette will get her business and her name back, even though she'll suffer so And now she's a saint. Yeah. Everybody likes uh, her. Exactly. And it turned her, her entire worldview around. Yes. So she becomes, um, over the next few months, she changes her slumlord, slumlordedness into philanthropy. Um, she opens a soup kitchen, and she's helping those on the poor side of town. Uh, she's liking the, uh, the attention, the uh, yeah. adoration, if you will. And uh, Chancellor Belinda. Well, now she's in the public spotlight. She can't exactly. act like a. Chancellor like the Belinda angel of avoids the west side of town. Right. Uh, Chancellor Belinda avoids uh, catching any of the spotlight, and she just keeps her position and not having been involved in any of it. And slowly, over the next few months, the uh, band of the Red Hand kind of dissolves, and you hear not much more about it. Um, the king is kind of held in prison for a while, awaiting some sort of trial, but no one knows what to try him on yet, because all of the evidence is hearsay. Um, but everyone knows he did something wrong, and they, it's uh, you know it's it's a public opinion trial. Everyone knows he did something wrong, but there isn't enough evidence to actually do anything to him right now. So he's being held, and what we're going to do is. Uh, people will come up with ideas of how they want their characters per- to proceed. Uh, but in the meantime, let's do an end-of-session move. When we reach uh, the end of a session, choose one of your bonds that you feel is resolved. Does anybody have a bond they feel they resolved with somebody else? I think I do. Strong Don has my back when things go wrong. Okay, describe how that happened in this case. So and, and think this is over the last several sessions because we did a. He's actually gotten a bat. Yeah. For for me. He tried to kill Lady or, or Chancellor Belinda for you. <laughs> That's one. <laughs> no, but um, in this last couple sessions where okay. we met with Belinda, and you were like, just show her the papers and stuff like that, rather than that works. contradicting. Mm-hmm. 
everything I did, barbarian. Cool. Mark an experience for that then. Right? For Demaya. Well, Who else? I mean, as people know, I my Demaya bond was is keeping a important secret from me. Uh, that indeed and happened. We found out that she knows the king to be. Uh, yep. Agreed. That's a good one. Anybody else? Uh, I, I don't think I had one. Uh, I hadn't focused on it, but even looking at them, putting any name in the blanks would not. I would no, not have fulfilled them. Fit. So the next step is alignment. Does anybody feel like they fulfilled their alignment over the last uh, three sessions? Avoid detection or infiltrate of location. You did, without I a did doubt. That. Yes. Woo-hoo. Mine's all magical stuff, so we weren't doing a lot of magical mystery. Well, what is your alignment? It's discover something about a magical mystery, which, I mean, there wasn't. It wasn't there were charm person donuts. Yeah, I, you didn't I'm even know s- that existed. Uh, that's because I think I created them. <laughs> <laughs> I don't okay. think I fulfilled mine either. I'm neutral. Uh, I would have eliminate an unnatural menace, okay. which made a lot of sense with Hazara, but I don't think does with this particular. Okay. Teach people the ways. Wait, teach someone the ways of your people. What do you think? Um, I don't think I managed to do that. I mean, okay. I told him to lay down his arms, and he should have surrendered when he supposed to, but he didn't. So I had to teach him to do that too. <laughs> um, he learned a lesson. <laughs> he did. He definitely learned something. Uh, all right. Did we Maya, learn? What's your, what's your alignment? She got She got it. That was a infiltrate. infiltrate. Oh, right, right, right. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, so the next we have these three questions. Did we learn something new and important about the world? My answer is yes. Who wants to say what they learned? I learned that Gene Roddenberry was nephew to the king. Yep. I learned that don't hog the spotlight, Belinda. <laughs> really wasn't, didn't turn out to be as bad as I originally thought, and I let go of my anger towards her. Let go of your anger. <laughs> How about you, Strong Don? You wanted some of the spotlight. I know, right? Um, I learned learn new and important about the world. I learned that um, just because you're in a position of power doesn't mean that you have, you know, infinite power. You, know, you still have to respect the laws of the land. <laughs> yeah, man. Damn right. How about Shadrock? In the last three sessions, what new and important stuff did you learn? Shadrock, having spent many years away from the world, learned that the ways of men and women is something that he's not sure that he likes. (laughs) (laughs) How about mermaids? Well, I mean, the politics of this is, uh, of this whole last session, or uh, sessions has been very disturbing to him. Yeah. Um, Ooh, excuse me, Fritzy. I, I learned about donuts. Donuts. That's new and important. Yes. Yes. Melanie's pastries is definitely a new and important thing. Yep. Uh, did we overcome a notable monster or enemy? Answer equals yes. So mark an experience for that one as well. And oh, we get to mark one for each of those? Yeah, one for each question. Nice. And lastly, did we loot a memorable <sighs> treasure? Sadly, no. Now, here in the context of the game, the answer is yes. You happen to return it. But having taken her books from uh, Georgette, you, ha- you did return them. But that should indeed be memorable as the moment that the king was usurped. Mm-hmm. I took I'm going to miss by one. Experience point. Oh, you're, you're going to take his sword? I took so Simon's that's, sword. So that, that also applies. Make sure you write that, that you took uh, Simon's nine, sword. Nine XP. That will be applicable, mm-hmm. and when we continue the campaign, that's going to mean something. All right. And as part of the, uh, the end result, you will be rewarded by Kingsbury proper. So specifically, Gene, as he comes into power, we'll make sure you are all rewarded, and we'll figure out what that is before we start up the campaign again. Does anybody have any ideas of uh, what one of the things we're going to do is take what we'll call in-game about a three- to five-year break for your characters before we come up with a new peril in Perendisi? Does anybody have any ideas of what they think their character might do over a several-year time span? Mm. Mm. All right, um, Fritzy. Um, I guess he will stay and try to assist Gene 
with his his new kingship. Okay. And um and he will uh try to make Gene a, a good king for the the lower people of so the town is Fritzy's going to be his advisor like Simon was to Glorin. Yeah, he's gonna okay. he's gonna move in and advise. Sounds good. Kurt, you got any ideas about Shadrach? What he might do based on his experiences between saving the monastery from an ancient god and political turmoil within Kingsbury? What might um, Shadrach want to do over the next few years? So Shadrach is torn between being more comfortable in the mountains and in nature than in the places that he's been recently, but he's also been intrigued not so much by the dark heart of man, but by his companions, and particularly Fritzy, who he's been very much uh, intrigued by both his control of magic and of uh, the ladies. Everyone loves Fritzy. Although sometimes so, those two converge. That is true. Yeah. <laughs> uh, in the near future, uh, Shadrock is going to, I think, try to stay with Fritzy with the concerted effort of increasing his social skills. Okay. It's a bromance. He li- it is a bromance. He likes, he likes the diplomacy, but was not skilled I- in his own right at it, and that's something he'd like to work on. So, cool. I- in the near future, he's going to stay in Kingsbury uh, with Fritzy and see what, if he can learn how to fit in better and how to uh, be more comfortable with, uh, with other people. And if that doesn't work, then he may find his way back to the hills. Strong Dawn. Um, Strong Dawn is actually going to uh, start a um, adventuring party. Um, he wants to continue to hone his skills, but to help people with them instead of um, earning other people money with his fights in the arena. He's going to uh, go on quests for people for not not for riches, but for like if they need something, if they need a rare flower that only grows in a you know dangerous land, he will go okay, and get cool. that for them so that they can get their cure or whatever they need to have. I like that. Okay. Philanthropic adventuring. Philanthropic. <laughs> it works that both ways. That wasn't very charitable of you, Mickey. No, it wasn't. Man, God. Mickey. <laughs> God, Mickey. You said I was mean. Jeez. Gosh. All right, and Ms. Demaya is going to Open dust her off. What? <laughs> what? She'll try. She's going to dust off an old <laughs> alias, Lady Victoria Eldrick. All right, so the last time she spent any serious amount of time in Kingsbury, she was with. Um, she was passing herself as the niece of Francis, Lord Francis Eldrick, lesser noble who lived kind of outside of on the outskirts of town. The king had actually confiscated part of Lord Eldrick's land for lack of payment. But now that Jean is the king, she's going to talk to him and say, find out if she can get those lands back for the Lord. The the lands that she she had rightfully stolen previously. Well, the king had confiscated them for lack of payment of the increased taxes. So with that, she's going to go back to Lord Francis and revise her role as Lady Victoria Eldrick and kind of live comfortably for a couple of years well, cool. while still, you know, honing her thief skills at night, just kind of picking like pockets and doing deviousness. Cool. And for my part, I'm going to go back and listen to these, probably put them down in writing. Anything you guys think of that you might want to write, go ahead and do it. And then I'll come up with a several year history before we start up again. And uh, let's take a few minutes now and talk about we did, like I had mentioned when Kurt was given his Shadrock review, we did a couple of things here. We had two perils of Parandesi that we overcame. We had the Forgotten God Hazara, where we started off meeting all of the characters. Uh, we had our special guest, Chris, playing Aglanor. That was the name, Kurt, just so you know. Um, and he played that character to help us all get introduced to each other, all the different characters. Uh, we had our adventure with the uh, chanting dwarves and the undead animals and the monastery, then proceeded thereon to the political turmoil within Kingsbury. Um, I'll, I'll start with uh, Mickey, Dungeon World. You were, you were wary of it 
as we started. Um, it's a few different points you mentioned that you felt like you were getting into it or getting it more. It, it started black and white, and it was getting to be more color for you. Not what do you think? Podcast. What do you think of this? After having played it for this many sessions, I think we're going to be up to about sixteen by the time this goes up. Um, I think it depends on how it's played. Like okay. the battles are can be pretty boring, yeah. you know, because it's it's a, a lot more talking through things and feeding off of each other. So I think it like anything. It depends on who you're playing with. It depends on the GM, and it depends on how much the player is willing to put to that character. So okay. it's rising on the on the, the there's yeah. a, on There's, the Mickey scale. It's rising on the Mickey scale. So as a little bit of that, if we compare, we go back, uh, as it, last week, wasn't it? Last Thursday night, we did the D&D stuff. Was it last Thursday? What? Maybe the week before. Whenever it was, we played three <laughs> sessions of just flat-out combat in Dungeons & Dragons. Um, so we've, we've played those two close together uh, a couple of times. What, uh, if you compare the combat between the two, you still favor D&D? With um, D&D, when it's just straight combat, nothing else, Mm -hmm. it gets pretty boring. Okay. Especially, like, 5th edition, I don't know, I'm a 4th edition girl. I liked 4th edition, I liked the cards. You had 20 different things you could do sitting in front of you, right? I liked my encounter powers, I liked my dailies. But um, D&D, just straight fights, gets boring. D&D with a little role play in between and some more fights... It's easier. I just, I like the rules. I don't like yeah. that Dungeon World is like so box. squish. I like my box. Yep. I like the box. <laughs> <laughs> uh, does anyone else want to add on or, or you know, talk it's about It's kind of like what she said. Add on about Mickey's love for the box. <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> well, no, it's like she said, like, it's, if, it, if it's too much of one thing, you're going to end up with boredom. Mm-hmm. So, like, with the Dungeon World thing, with the all political intrigue that we just had, like, I'll admit I was, you know, silent mostly because of that. Like, it was just, there's a time and place for it. And I understand that we had to, um, you know, that's kind of what we got ourselves into. Um, but it was, there needs to be a little bit of breakup. Like, I honestly think that the, the whole Red Hand hideout section was probably the most fun I had with Dungeon World. Mm-hmm. Where, you know, we did some talking, we did some fighting, and it was a, mi- it was a nice mix this last three or four sessions where it's been all political intrigue has been kind of boring for me. Okay. You got to bust the dude's arm up at the end. True. That was a nice little and a gate. thing, but... And fights for, for your character are fun because you can do different things. Like, this is true. I can, I can do two things. I can stab somebody or I can rub poison on them. That's or you can stab the- them harder. Hey, the the box is a lot bigger than you think it is. You can do a lot of crazy stuff. Maybe I just haven't figured it's that out. It's just your yet. imagination. I've got no imagination. Kurt, okay. Kurt, you you're exposed to Dungeon World now. What do you think? I, you've had some praise for it, but I've had some what praise? Praise. Yeah, yeah I have mixed feelings. I loved it at first coming off of D and D, just because it was like crazy and you could do anything you wanted. Um, and I definitely like it, and I like the fact that it would be a really easy system to convert to different worlds. You know, we've talked about the fact that Chris runs a Shadowrun game on Dungeon World, and I could see basically anything you wanted to play making the system work with it really easily compared to a, a more rule-heavy system. Um, I think that it would it, it would be a tough game to DM or to GM um, because the roles seem like they can really affect where the story goes in a, in a pr- pretty drastic way. Yeah. Um, I mean, I felt like on this particular section, our last, our last hour did not go at all. Like we had uh, <laughs> yeah. kind of planned for it to go. And I think we had a really potentially kind of good ending that I feel like kind of fizzled yeah. um, because of our roles. Um, and I think, theoretically, you might say, well, maybe that's on the GM, but I don't think, I mean, to come up with to come up with a, the alternative that quickly on the fly, I think is really challenging. So um, I like the system. I like, I love the simplicity of the character creation. I love the uh, cinematic feel of the combat if it's done correctly. Uh, and I think it leaves a lot of room for the imagination. I think it's tough. I mean, you should speak to this, but I mean, you have a lot of GM experience and I think you do a good job with it. I don't think a lot of people would be able to play this well. I don't know. I mean, 
You go ahead, Mike. What uh, do you think of the box? I, I like that uh, at the beginning of the three sessions that we played tonight, I was definitely on the side of the king. And then because I couldn't roll to save my life tonight, it transitioned into that we were trying to make the king go away and and bring it stuff again. The see I think I while I think my group members would prefer to to fight it out, I think um I was really trying for the political intrigue in this this part of it and with the bad rolls it seemed like like anything that I planned to be this this political intrigue just like fell apart into another thing into another thing (laughs) and i was amazed that it worked out as well as it did at the very end uh but uh yeah not to interrupt you but i do think uh, i don't want people to think like dungeon world is diplomacy and D &D is combat because they get in a homebrew D&D world you could go for six hours of diplomatic non-combat missions too i think that's just the way it depends on the story um i mean even like tonight we could have had a big battle with right. the knights when they came into the the frazzled mermaid but but we yep. didn't and we could I have mean, stormed the castle and attacked the king i mean they're yep. yeah yeah i was actually when when setting up the um the the false premise with uh the king going in to to go after georgette there um when they were going in, I said, what are you guys going to do? Right. And, you know, at any point you right. could have gone up to there, but you decided to watch. I'll tell you what right. I, I just realized. I what wanted I to don't, set it all up. What I don't like about Dungeon World, I just realized what it is I don't like. And maybe this can be in there, but it has not been in there for us. Um, there is a sense, whether it's in video games or in D&D, to the leveling up and to the accumulation of gold mm-hmm. or treasure that is very addictive. Yep. And gold and treasure was meaningless to us pretty much the whole campaign. And the leveling up was meaningless because if you're rolling well, you're not leveling up. So you're not getting a new skill, which technically you don't need because you're doing well. But it makes it more interesting to get new skills and new stuff and new weapons. And I, I mean, I have the same two weapons I started with and basically the same skills I started with. And I just realized that that is why I liked it a lot at the beginning and maybe liked it a little less as I went along. The gamification of anything requires character advancement. Yeah, one of the things about uh, Dungeon World compared to a D&D, a regular D20 system, is the regular D20 systems, you play to get stuff and to level up and for your numbers to go higher. Dungeon World, as written, is you play to see what happens next. Right. You're playing to see, when I roll, what happens next, not how much stuff do I have, how much gold do I have. Um, that's why they make the resources so simple in this game. And the, the part... Uh, to Kind of a little bit to the defense of the game, the part of us not focusing so much on leveling up, to be fair, a lot of it has to do with that we're doing an entertaining podcast and not just a play podcast, right? Mm -hmm. We could spend hours just talking about leveling up a character, how you might want to use it, Um, but uh, my own choice is I don't want to go into that. I want to have the entertainment of actually playing it. Mm -hmm. Uh, I try to call it out, like when we talked about using one of the new moves, I try to call it out, but... It's not that important necessarily right. to me for the podcast. So I, I get what you're saying right. there. I think a good test would be, uh, well, first of all, I think we're kind of comparing D&D and Dungeon World mm-hmm. in our mind as different ways to play the same game. I think the, what you just said is, well, it's not really kind of the same game. It's, a, it's different, a different goal and a different, which is good to state. Also, I think, and we may not do this, but if someone w- was really looking at a comparison, you know, we've had the D&D 5th edition starter set which you intentionally played as very, very much as written, which yeah. was basically a railroad adventure. And then we had this, which is very, very, very open mm-hmm. for you. Yeah. And I think what would be interesting if you wanted a true comparison would be to go play 5th edition D&D with you, you homebrewing it to yeah. do whatever you wanted and not buy a published adventure. Mm-hmm. And then see, of those three, which ones did we enjoy the most? Well, I mean, with any role-playing game, you could... The, the amount of role play you have in the game is directly proportional to the willingness of the players. Right. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, that's it. Yeah. I sort of like the XP for failing because it sort of eases the sting of, yeah. of really <laughs> sucking it up for yeah. a week. <laughs> it's, 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 a, it's bipolar. I mean, with D&D, you're used to getting experience when you did something successfully. 
And in this game, you only get experience when you did not do something successfully. Yeah. I mean, flat-out failure. You don't get experience for success. It's, uh, it's, that's a dichotomy. It's, uh, there's just something backwards in your head when you're, when you're used to one system, and this is very different. I think um, to play this with experienced players well, you would need a really, really good GM. But I also think this would be a good system for new players who've never done fantasy or role-playing. And if you just want to sit down and play for an afternoon... Way easier to pull out Dungeon World and play than to teach them D&D or Shadowrun. Yeah, and to me, one of the biggest things, and we're, we're going to wrap it up shortly, but one of the biggest things to me is, for a new player, they can do anything they've seen in the movies in this game. They cannot do it in a D20 system. Right. You just can't. You, you, the, you know, there's no such thing as shield surfing in Dungeons & Dragons. Mm. So if you wanted to be Legolas, you can't do that. Um, the, there's no move for it, there's no power, there's no feet, there's nothing that allows you to actually do it. Somebody has to make it up. Uh, but in this game, you can do everything right up until you need to roll to see if it was successful or not. Uh, and that makes a, a big difference, I think, to me to get a new player in. But then also to your point of then you need the, the GM who can handle the differences. And that's why, well, so my, from my perspective, I allow you guys to make up about 80% of the game. So, I mean, Joe and I are going to be running a game pretty soon, and we're essentially just going to kind of layer Dungeon World on top of the D&D system, and we'll see how that works out. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you wanted to do that same scenario, we could just say, well, make a dexterity check then. Yeah. You know, that's it. It's, it really is, I don't, I don't see why that would be any different. Yeah. Uh, there are, there are, I mean... Mechanically, there are some fundamental at least, differences between the At least with the bounded accuracy system. Yeah. With the 5th edition bounded accuracy system, I think it would work. Yeah. Not an old 3.5 yeah. or 4th edition. Layering Dungeon World on top of D&D sounds like putting icing on meatloaf. <laughs> Which probably uh, I like that. I well, we I hit a good stopping easy. point, so yeah. we should probably wrap Icing it up. on meatloaf. Yeah. <laughs> Did you want to add anything to that, Mickey? I don't think I could add anything to yeah. that. All right, I think we're good. That's wrapping up this um, this campaign storyline of our Dungeon World campaign. Season of one. Aaron DC. Yeah. And I think that's going to wrap it up for us. And we're all going to say something to the effect of... Later. Oh, thanks for listening. Bye. Yes, penis. I'll see you guys next time. Penis, 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 penis. Demaya, Strong Dawn, Shadrach, and Fritzy emerge victorious over King Glorin. We hope you enjoyed this chapter and our Dungeon World campaign, Perils of Perindisi. We plan to revisit this world again, so stay tuned. Thanks for joining us. The preceding podcast was brought to you by Shedcast. You can find us online at adventuresfromtheshed.com.